There was once a, a very devoted, loyal, hardworking young man who was just 21 years old, and he, he lived during the American Revolutionary War. George Washington wanted to gain some intel on the movement of the British troops, and so he wanted a spy to go behind enemy lines and report back. And this 21-year-old man, despite putting his life in danger, jumped at the opportunity. And within one month of carrying out his mission, his cover was blown and he was found out. And so on December 22nd, 1776, on a cold morning in Manhattan, the Redcoats escorted him to the gallows where he'd be hanged by the neck to death. And before that, he did that, he said these words. My only regret is that I have but one life to give for my country. And at first glance, we think, wow. <laughs> if I was in that situation, I would be pleading for my life. I would be fearing I would not make such a bold, assertive statement. But to be honest, I think I, think I know where he's coming from. Because what he's basically saying is, I wish that I could have done more. I wish I had another life to give to the cause that I so firmly believe in. And to be honest, I, I personally have felt that way before. I did my vicar year back in 2013 and 2014, and by the time that it was all over, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I could have done a better job. Because one of my downfalls, one of the things that, that the sinful nature I carry around with me is, is it convinces me to compare myself to somebody else, my supervising pastor, and think, I didn't do as good of a job as he did, even though he had 10 years' experience on me. And I come to the conclusion that I am not doing a very good job. And you might be able to relate to that too. You might be that student in the classroom that feels like they are not doing a very good job even though they are doing their homework and they are studying to the best of their ability. They can barely get C's, but they look at somebody next to them who barely pays attention during class, who barely has to try and get A's without even breaking a sweat. Or it's like that parent that tries really, really hard to keep things together at home, to hold things down at home, to work, to pay the bills, to make sure that their kids have the best, but they get very discouraged when they see other kids who are more successful than their own or other mothers or fathers who seem to be doing a better job as a parent, and they become a little discouraged. Or maybe it happens in the workplace, especially a professional career or, or something that you have given your entire life to, you have poured your heart and soul into, and at best you take an honest look at yourself and your job performance and you think, this is average at best. And you look around and people barely have to try to do better than you do. And I don't even know for sure, but I imagine it happens when you get older too, when you have grandkids and great-grandkids, and you want to be the energetic grandparent that takes them out to the park, that plays tag with them, that plays ball with them, but you just don't have the energy to do that anymore. And you think, you know, maybe they deserve a little bit better than that. 
You see, on our own, we come to the conclusion that there needs to be a certain standard that we need to hit to feel good about ourselves. And we've got to ask ourselves the question, is that the standard that God expects of us? We've got to ask ourselves the question, if I'm not as good as somebody else, does that mean I should stop trying? Like sometimes I am so very discouraged and convinced that I should be doing that I should just give up. There's a boss who entrusted a sum of money to three individuals. To one, he gave five bags of gold by conservative estimates. Most people agree that would be worth around $5 million to invest, to start a business with. To another, he gave two bags of gold, around $2 million, and to one, he gave one bag of gold. And, and the reason the boss did this is because he knew the gifts and abilities of each employee, what they would be able to handle, and what they wouldn't be overwhelmed by. And so as you heard in the gospel today, the one with five bags of gold and the one with two bags of gold put them to work and double them. The one comes back to the master with ten bags, the other comes back with four bags. See, I've earned five more, I've earned two more. But so often I relate to that one servant who received one bag of gold. (laughs) I obviously can't do as good of a job as the one with two bags, definitely not the one with five bags. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to shrug this responsibility. I'm going to bury this in the ground so it stays safe and I'm going to beg for my boss's mercy when he comes back. And that day comes and his worst fear becomes reality. He hears that both of his colleagues are commended, well done, good and faithful servant. And then he is going up to his boss and said, you know what, I know I know that you are a hard man. I know that you expect crops where no seed was sown. (laughs) And so I did not even try here. Here is your money back. And the boss is disappointed with them. The boss, his, his master, stands for God in this parable. You wicked, lazy servant, you, you knew, did you, that I was a, that I was a hard man? <laughs> you know, at least, at least the fear should have motivated this servant who got one bag of gold. When I was a kid and didn't want to do something, if my parents said, clean up the kitchen before we come back from the store, <laughs> if that wasn't done by the time I started hearing them pull down the gravel driveway, I would at least run to the kitchen and frantically get it all cleaned up. This man didn't even try. And so the master sends him to the place of deepest darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That, that is his penalty. And seven times in the New Testament, they use that picture to describe not giving our best to God. And I describe it as a picture of hell, the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, total separation from God for all of eternity, a total lack of happiness. 
And that is God's punishment for those who do not faithfully manage any calling that He has given to them to the best of their ability. But these two faithful servants, what did they know about their master? (laughs) They knew that their master's love ran deep for them. They knew that their master didn't expect things that they weren't able to do. And they knew that their master even had it covered for the mistakes that they would make. (laughs) Because in the scheme of eternal life, they knew that things could go two ways. And that's either they would have to suffer this, this hell, this place of deepest darkness and gnashing of teeth, or the master's son would suffer that for them. And while they were still sinners, imperfect servants, Jesus Christ suffered that hell for them so they would never have to. And that is the hell that Jesus Christ has suffered for you and for me so that we would never have to when He hung on the cross and said, my God, my God, why have You forsaken me? He literally suffered hell for all people for all time. So you and I, the Master's servants, our Creator's servants, do not have to fear that. And these two servants also learned something else about their master. Not only did they receive heaven from him, paradise from him, they received a well done, both of them, the one with five bags of gold and the one with two bags of gold. There was not more praise. He simply said, well done, good and faithful servant, come and share and your master's happiness. One of the blessings that God has given to this earth, even to His church, the gathering of all believers on earth, is a variety of gifts. He has given some different callings. He has given some the same callings as others. Some are more gifted, more talented than others. There is room for a variety of gifts. There is need for a variety of gifts. But what he is telling us is there is not a room for a variety of effort. (laughs) Because our Heavenly Father does not give to us what we cannot handle. Because our Heavenly Father has given us these tasks according to His divine wisdom. Because the Heavenly Father has assured you, you need not fear any punishment. Serve Him to the best of your ability. Whatever that calling may be, whether that's student or parent or grandparent, or employee, or friend, or pastor, or teacher, or Sunday school teacher, or someone who encourages other people. 
always do it to the best of your ability. Because on the last day, the Heavenly Father will receive you two into heaven and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share in your Master's happiness. Amen.